Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the prayer call. Yes, we thank Father God this morning that his favor is around us. It's around us. It's above us. It's working through us. And it's a magnet to us. Thank you, Father God. We bless the Lord this Tuesday morning. We say good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And we welcome all of you to the prayer call this morning. Good morning to all clergy, members, friends, and visitors. Thank you for joining with us this morning. My name is Sister Charlene Tuckerson. I am your facilitator this morning. Let me introduce you to our team. The angel of our house at New Destiny is Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian. Our devotion this morning will be led by Sister Margaret Johnson. Sister Margaret, how are you today? Good morning, Sister Charlene. I'm doing wonderful. How are you this morning? Amen. I am well, sister. I am well. Our prayers, thank you. Our prayers this morning will be led by Sister Myrna Whitstone. How are you this morning, Sister Myrna? Good morning, Miss Charlene. Good morning, Miss Margaret. I am absolutely wonderful. How are you? I am well. Awesome. So we Good. are all Good. well and ready to go. Let's press in closer to the throne. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Father, for this glorious day, this new day, God, that you have made, this new day full of new mercy, full of new grace, God, just because you're faithful, faithful to your word to us. And because you love us, be glorified today. Father, we settle ourselves to hear what Holy Spirit is saying to the church regarding faith through the devotion this morning. Speak through Sister Margaret. Our eyes, our hearts, our ears are open, ready to receive from you, God. Father, may every word spoken cause an everlasting change within each caller, each believer, Father, to draw us closer, to draw us deeper, Father. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace in every step of faith, God, that we take. Father, we call on the anointer to pray through Sister Myrna. Father, we thank you, dear God. We will stand as touching in agreement with every word spoken out of her mouth, knowing that your word, God, shall not return void. It will accomplish every intent which you please. It shall prosper in the thing whereto it is being sent this morning because you are intentional in everything that you do. Therefore, we are intentional in everything, dear God, that we pray as you pray through us this morning. May you be pleased, Father, with our faith. May you be pleased as we learn more and more by Holy Spirit. Father, we yield to you. Have your way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 
Amen. Sister Margaret, please bring the devotion. Okay. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, As always, it is a privilege and an honor um, to come before you. This morning, um, we will be talking about make sure your faith is in God alone. And that's going to be coming from James chapter 1, verse 6 in the Amplified Version. So just the title, uh, making sure that your faith is in God alone, just that title by itself indicates that you can have faith in other things besides God. And how many times have we had faith in a person that they would do this or they would do that, that they'd pay back a loan as they promised? How about have you ever had faith in a job that a promotion would come through or you're, you're counting on having a bonus or a specific amount of money coming in? Have you ever had faith that you were going to get the house that you had your heart set on? The list is endless, right? And while it's okay to hope for these things, our faith, needs to be in God alone. So what does that mean? That means if it doesn't happen as I expected, when I expected it, I still have my praise, I still worship God, I'm still trusting him for his divine timing, and and recognize that I, I may even need to reset my faith if it's been shaken. I don't know if your faith has ever been shaken, but if your faith has ever been shaken, especially now, We may need to reset our faith, and we do that in prayer. Just a simple thing in terms of, uh, Lord, I still believe you. Lord, I I still trust you. Lord, it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen, but I'm putting my faith in you because you've never failed me. Your word says you'll never leave me or forsake me. Your word says you'll never fail me. So I'm putting my faith in you. And when you reset your faith, you continue in your walk with God. So making sure that our faith is in God alone addresses many things. Just in the past year, if we, if we look at that, things that have sought to and things that are still seeking to take our gaze off of Jesus, riots, racial discrimination, acts of violence, death, coronavirus, a worldwide pandemic with chemical warfare undertones, Lockdowns, wearing masks, gloves, hand sanitizer every few minutes, right? Six feet apart, no gathering, no hugging, no touching, fear, chaos, churches closed, schools closed, jobs closed, layoffs, delays in unemployment, thievery with unemployment payments, government unrest, and so much more has happened. So these things have happened, and they seek to take our gaze off of Jesus. And so ask yourself, what's seeking to take your gaze? off of Jesus. Also, what's entering into your eye gates? What are you looking at? What are you watching? What's entering into your ear gates? And what's entering into your heart gate? In order to have faith in God alone, let's first look at James 1. And we're going to start with verse 5 rather than 6 and just kind of go on to verse 8. Um, but we're going to look at what it does not look like. First, James 1 and 5 says this. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, so James is talking about wisdom here, right? But this principle can be applied to everything. Um, Let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding, and it will be given him. So 
How should you approach, approach God? Verse 6, only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, the one who hesitates and doubts, is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. So we're asking in faith, without hesitating, without doubting, so that we're not like the billowing surge at the sea. And, and billowing, in case you didn't know, billowing means that you're not bulging or swelling out with air. We're not lacking substance, okay? So, so think about think about someone you know who's wishy-washy. That's the word we use, wishy-washy. They don't really want to know what they want. They don't know what they want to do. They don't know what they want to be. They don't know what they want to eat. They don't know what they want to wear. They don't know what they want to go. They don't know anything. They vacillate back and forth. And you really want to just say, look, decide already, right? Verse 7, for truly let not such a person imagine that he would receive anything he asked for from the Lord. Verse 8, for being as he is a man of two minds, if you're right, taking notes, write that down. Bishop talked about two minds yesterday, right? <clears throat> it's a double-minded man. He is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. I'm going to read verse 8 again. Verse 8 says, For being as he is a man of two minds, or a double-minded man, he is unstable, unreliable, and uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. The CEV version says it this way. If any of you need wisdom, you should ask God, and it will be given to you. God is generous, and he won't correct you for asking. But when you ask for something, you must have faith and not doubt. Anyone who doubts is like an ocean wave tossed around in a storm. And if you're that kind of person, check this out. The Bible says in the CEB version, you can't make up your mind and you surely can't be trusted. So don't expect the Lord to give you anything at all. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? Okay, so we know what making sure our faith in God does not look like. What does it look like? What does making sure your faith in God alone look like? So in order to step out in faith, we have to stop looking at our natural circumstances, and we have to fasten our gaze on Jesus and what the Word of God says. Let's look at Hebrews 12 and 1 through 2 in the CEV version. And it's telling us in order to win, like those who have gone before us, this is what we need to do. So verse 1 says that such a large crowd, such a large crowd of witnesses is all around us. So there's those who have already won the race, and they're in heaven before us. They've run the race already. So we know if they've run the race and won, then we can finish as well. Verse 1 continues saying that these great witnesses are all around us. So here's our action. We must get rid of everything that slows us down especially the sin that just won't let go. Bishop asked, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was Sunday, he asked, what is hindering your life? What is hindering you from living a successful Christian life? What is hindering you from living a successful Christian life? 
Verse 1 continues and says that we must be determined to run the race that's ahead of us. Um, There's a movie, uh, a book as well, called The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. Um, And in that movie, it's an animated movie, you see a young man that once he found out there was a better way of life, there was a king that loved him and wanted to live with him in that life, he was determined to reach the celestial city and live with the king. And so in Pilgrim's Progress, it talks about how he had to build his faith in the king. He had to build faith that the king's way was the best way, even when it seemed like the king's way was, was longer or it was more difficult because he was on the journey, right? So we, too, must be determined to keep our eyes on Jesus and live by faith, even when it seems like it's more difficult or it's not as much fun as the alternative. Remember, the word says that there's a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is destruction. The word says stay on the ancient path. Hear the voice saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Verse 2 tells us how. It says, we must keep our eyes on Jesus, who leads us and makes our faith complete. And then it shares what happened when Jesus did just what Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says. It says that Jesus endured the shame of being nailed to the cross. So recognize that this, this Christian walk is not always pretty, not always easy, right? And why did Jesus endure? He endured because he knew later on he would be glad that he did. Jesus' reward was you and I and all those who would believe in him receiving salvation. Now, verse 2 says, Jesus is seated at the right side of God's throne with all power and authority. And the good news is not only is he sitting there with all power and authority, he gives that power and authority to us to use on the earth. One more example, and I'm done. Second Chronicles 20, there's a, a king named King Jehoshaphat who sought the Lord because of enemies coming against them. And so what he did is he called a fast for Judah, and all of Judah and all of Jerusalem came together in the Lord's temple. So basically what happened is God gave them a strategy for victory. God fought for them because they had faith in God alone. And because of that, it took three days to gather all the spoils, all the goods, all the treasures from the enemy's camp. So we can conclude that faith in God alone does what? It gives you a heavenly perspective. Faith in God alone enables you to live a life of victory, like King Jehoshaphat and Judah and Jerusalem, like Jesus when he endured, and now he's sitting at the, uh, uh, the right side of the throne of God, like you and I as we live in faith in God alone. Living uh, in faith in God alone, Jesus leads us, and he makes our faith complete. So we're not alone. We're not doing it alone. We even have the power of Jesus to do it. God will uphold you when you have faith in God alone. Just as he said in Second Chronicles 20, um, as the uh, uh, Judah and Jerusalem were praising um, and God caused confusion to come into the enemy's camp. The word says that God said, I will uphold you. So God upholds us, holds us when we have faith in him. God can prosper you exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think. And that's coming from Ephesians, but we saw it in Second Chronicles 20. So it's all throughout the Bible when we have faith in God alone. 
God is the one that causes us to prosper. And finally, living by faith pleases God. We heard Sister Charlene mention that this morning. So we're going to pray that we have faith in God and in God alone. Father in heaven, we thank you for this time in the word, Father. We pray, Lord God, and ask you to help each and every one of us to stay on the ancient path, Father. Help us open up our ears so that we hear you say to us, this is the path, walk in it. Father, we know your word says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. Help us to hear the word, to not just hear it with our ears, but to understand it, to walk in it, Lord God, to obey the word, O oh God. Anyone on this line, Lord, who's, who's been beat down by life, beat down by circumstances, beat down by the coronavirus, they may have lost their job or, or family members, Lord God, and we've all been affected, Lord God. Help them to reset their faith in God and in you alone, Lord God, that we will continue in faith. For really, in the words of Peter, he says, where would we go? Who are, what are we to do and who are we to follow but you, Lord Jesus? So, Father, we come this morning resetting our faith in you, Lord God, and making a firm commitment to not be double-minded, to not vacillate uh, to and fro, but to put our faith and our trust in you. We lean on, we rely on, we confidently put our trust in you, Lord God. I ask you to strengthen each and every one on the line this morning, Father. Help them where they need to be strengthened, Father. Show us, oh God, the things that are trying to distract us from your word, Father. And help us to guard and keep our eye gates, our ear gates, and our heart gates so that we're single-minded and single-hearted living a life in faith in you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Sister Charlene? Amen, amen. That was an awesome word, Sister Margaret. Thank you. Thank you so much. We need to reset our faith in prayer. Father, move us back to our original position of trusting you. Amen. Fasten your gauge on Jesus. Fasten your gauge on the word of God. You know that, that, that word gauge, it means to offer a thing or one's life as a guarantee of good faith. And if we use that definition and say what Sister Margaret just taught us, then you will fasten your life as a guarantee of good faith. You will fasten your life on the word of God as a guarantee of good faith. That was so awesome, Sister Margaret. Thank you. She left us with that. What, what is taking your eyes off of Jesus? Wow. Saints, let's position ourselves in agreement with Sister Myrna as she prays the requests that have been sent in. Sister Myrna, we're ready for you. Yes, ma'am. Um, there are three prayer requests that came in. The first one was from Sherelle Shaw. I first want to thank the Lord for blessing. He continues to give and for answering all my prayers this far. I'm asking for prayer for my kids, that they stay focused in school and get through this tough time with COVID 
and any time that they have doubts or negative thoughts. I especially want prayer for my 13-year-old. Seems like she doesn't care about any anything. I even think that she may be active. I am praying that we're placing them in an environment that will help my children grow in a positive way. I'm asking for prayer for her to stay focused, that she find herself and I don't lose her to the streets or to boys or to anything else. I just don't know what else to pray about for her. Father God, we lift up Sherelle to you, Father God. We lift up Sherelle, Father God, and her children to you right now. As a mom, Father God, give her eyes that see and ears that hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying about what is happening in her children, what is happening with her children, what is going on around her children, and who they spend time with. Father God, may she be entombed by the power of the Holy Spirit to see what is going on with her children so that she will know exactly how to pray, so she'll know when to pray at all times for them, Father. We pray, Father God, that a fire be rekindled within Sherelle to pray, to stand, to speak the word in faith, Father God, over her children like never before. There's no give up in Sherelle. We see a lioness spirit arising within Sherelle that will stand against everything that is coming against her children. And may she stand on her knees, Father God, humbly before you, Father, because she draws her strength from you and you alone. May true, deep, biblical, loving, honest conversations happen in Sherelle's home so that her children know that they're safe and they can open up, they can be honest, and they could be real with whatever they're facing, whatever they're feeling, whatever they're going through, and it's valid, Father God. Father, cover the children as in Psalms 91, Father God. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they are doing. And with your gentle touch, Father God, nudge them into a deep relationship with Jesus where they will find out who they truly are and what they're called to do. For you created her children, Father God, with purpose, with greatness, and with a promise and a destiny. In Jesus' name. The next prayer request is from Unknown. I'm asking my, du- my new Destiny family to pray for me and my brother. I feel he opened a door to something and we're not able to pray. So can you please keep him in your prayers? Father God, we lift up Anonymous and the brother. Only you know what door's been opened. And only you know everything that's coming through that door. Only you know the details of what's really happening in their lives, Father God. But we stand this morning, Father God, and we petition heaven to close the door. In the name of Jesus, by your grace, Father God, close the door. Touch them in their minds. Captivate them, both unknown and the brother, in the depths of their soul, that they would both know you deeply, truly know you personally, serve you, honor you, and you alone, Father God. May their faith grow in your word. May they stand on your promises. Give unknown scriptures that she could pray over her brother and stand on those words of yours, Father God, until she sees change in her brother's life. 
in the brother's life, sorry. <clears throat> May they live a repented lifestyle and have a desire to live holy and pleasing unto you, Father God. Rise up within them, Father God, both like never before. Father, as you said in your word in Psalm 34, 7 to 9, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. (laughs) Those who fear you, Father God, lack nothing. So may unknown and the brother fear you and you only. May they know you. May they serve you. May they be called by the Holy Spirit in the wee hours of the night. And may they answer and their response be, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. The next prayer request is from Dia Nellum. My sister is having a hard time dealing with the passing of her mother six months ago. Please help me lift her up in prayer that God mend her broken heart. Father God, as Dia's sister continues to mourn for her mother, Father God, you said in your word that you would wipe away every tear from her eye, Revelation 21.4, that you are close to the brokenhearted and that you save those who are crushed in spirit, Psalm 34.18, and you alone can heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds, in Psalm 147.3. So, Father, as Dia's sister mourns, may she do so in a healthy manner. May she allow herself time to laugh at the memories of her mother. May she allow herself a time just to sit in silence. And in those silent times, Holy Spirit, we ask that she hear your voice. Comfort her. Show up strong for her right now where she is. Hold her in the fold of your arms. And, Father God, we lift up Dia, Father God, who is watching her sister go through this. Give Dia words of encouragement to speak over her sister. Give Dia the wisdom to know when to just sit in silence with her sister and just be there for her. Give them a song to sing deep within their spirits, Father God, that they could still find time within this season of mourning, to worship you, to love you. If they can't say it in words, may they say it in song. May they find time to sit before you, quiet, to dwell in your presence. Because in your presence, Father God, is healing. In your presence is all that we need. In your presence is you and you alone. So, Father God, for Sherelle, for her children, for Unknown and the brother, for Dia's sister, we speak 2 Thessalonians 3, 5, and 6. 3, 3 through 5. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Isaiah 41, 10 to 12. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Myrna. Sister Margaret, we want to come back to you to see if you have anything else that you'd like to share with us. Thank you, Sister Charlene. Um, I, I just want to share one thing, and that's my most recent experience of faith in God alone. Um, we shared what came out of the Bible. Let, let's take it down to where it's really real, right? So during this whole pandemic, you know, there's been times and I just wanted to escape. I just wanted to go somewhere. But, but there was no physical place that I could escape and go to, right, that wasn't already experiencing the pandemic with all its limitations, all its guidelines. And the only place that I saw to go was to heaven. And, and I just wasn't really ready to go there other than in a vision. And I know, you know, some people are traveling and gathering, and some have gotten COVID and some haven't. And, and we all have our different lifestyles. So what I decided to do, since the only place that there was, and Sister Myrna just prayed about it, consistent peace and joy was in God's presence. I decided to take what I call a Godcation, not a vacation where I vacate God, but a Godcation where I go take him with me, right? And, and I just decided to increase my, I'll call it, draw nigh to God time. And, and one way to do that is, is to pray in the Spirit on purpose, you know, Jude talks about praying in the spirit builds up us, right, builds our, our, our spirit man, and, and just do that for a sustained period of time, like 10 to 15 minutes. And and at first I noticed that the sound of the praying was more like warring, you know, when you first start praying in the spirit, it's almost like we're fighting. And, and then it quieted down, and I began to have a conversation with God, kind of like I'm talking now, but I'm still praying in the spirit. And I don't know what happened. I don't know all of what was said. I know some things, but not all. But God began to heal my woundedness, the woundedness of losing loved ones during the pandemic and and the other emotions that needed his touch. And my peace increased and my joy increased. And um, as you heard Sister Myrna say, his presence was so loving and so tangible, so I really want to encourage you today that as you're walking by faith in God to increase your intimate time with God, maybe go on a special date with God, maybe have a special time where you just spend time with him with no requests. So you're not asking for anything where it's just you and him and and let him lead you in the specifics. It doesn't have to be what I do, but allow God to love on you and strengthen you and heal you in ways that, you may not even know your need as you love on him and you enjoy his presence. Amen. God bless each of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone, please remember to invite others to the, to join in on the prayer call every morning, Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. and on Saturday mornings for corporate prayer at 7 a.m. Please send in your prayer request to www.newdestiny.online. Please click on Connect and then scroll down 
to prayer requests and enter your request. We love to pray. We thank each of you for joining the prayer call this morning. And on behalf of Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Sister Margaret, Sister Myrna, and our entire New Destiny family, we say thank you. Father, we thank you for your message of faith given to us this morning. Father, we pray, dear God, that you cause a divine reset, a divine reset in each of us. Father, bless every person under the sound of my voice to walk confidently and intentionally in the measure of faith that Holy Spirit has given. May each believer fasten their gauge on you, Jesus. May each caller fasten their gauge on your word, Father. Hallelujah. Father, forgive us. Wash us from slothfulness. Cleanse every heart, dear God, of past disappointments and rejections that have caused us to waver. Father, that have caused your people to hesitate, that have caused your people to doubt. We break the power of unbelief. We bind you up in Jesus' name and we send you back to the dry places where you'll find no rest. We lose the power of love, belief, soundness of mind, stability of mind. Father, steady the feet of every believer. Stabilize the minds of every believer so that we are reliable, intentional, certain in our faith. In everything we think, God, everything we say, everything we feel and decide, transform the minds of every caller, God. Cause a divine shift to occur in the innermost being, God, so that we rise up in faith, walking confidently in the deep waters, Father, that you're calling us to. Reset us. Hallelujah. Father, reset us in the name of Jesus. Reset our thinking in Jesus' mighty name. I declare no backlash, no retaliation in Jesus' name to every believer on this call. I declare and decree Isaiah 54 and 17 that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is our heritage as servants of the Lord, and our righteousness is of you, our Lord God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Father, we declare that every prayer prayed according to your word is sealed with Holy Spirit and with the blood of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Sister Kathy, please open the line. 